When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Minnesota sports fans, we know all too well how it feels to sign up for a lifetime of purple pain. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. What's going on, everybody? This is Purple Daily's Before We Die on Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce, normally roaming around at a hockey rink. I will be doing so this evening for the Minnesota Wild game. But now I'm, I'm giving the Vikings a shot. You know, I hop on the bandwagon of six and one teams. That's what we're doing. He's Thor Nystrom tossing down the hammers. Cannot wait. Beautiful background, Thor. Beautiful background. Cannot wait to talk about that new Minnesota Vikings tight end. And Ross, Ross, what do you love about the Vikings? I love the pain of being a Minnesota Vikings fan because it lets me know I'm still alive. Well, we got some anesthesia for you this year, Ross. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Let's hope it carries through and makes it all the way through the surgery. Nothing worse than waking up during the surgery. That's true. That's true. That sounds aggressive and terrible and awful. But you know what doesn't sound aggressive and terrible and awful? TJ Hawkins. Let's talk about that. Hawkinson coming to the Minnesota Vikings. Huge impact, huge potential for Minnesota. Are you guys surprised? I mean, we've talked about it before on this podcast that you know what, if they think they're a piece away, go out and do it. This seems like that exact move. I'm not surprised that they they made a trade for an inline tight end. It was one of the two positions I, I said to luck out for a trade for. I am surprised the guy they were able to get and the price they were able to get him for. Mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson is one of the best young tight ends in the NFL, and he's not one of those fake tight ends that you can only stick in the slot, basically a big slot. He is a true inline dual threat tight end, playing and play out. Uh, he's a great receiver who O'Connell's going to do all sorts of interesting stuff with. But the other thing about him, he's a movable chess piece. I got to watch a ton of him in, in you know, in his college, whatever, because I'm I'm an Iowa grad. I don't miss an Iowa snap. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson was moved all over there. You put him in line. You can put him in the slot. You can motion him into the backfield. He can function as a lead blocking fullback in short yardage situations, blow people up. You can do so many different things with him. And I, I think Kevin O'Connell's mind, it's like, the, the blowing your, your mind, you know, gift just of the possibilities of having that guy in a situation where the defense is never going to be keyed in on TJ Hawkinson on an offense where you have Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, et cetera, et cetera. The, great trade, uh, fabulous trade, and TJ Hawkinson is going to be a good player for the Vikings. Like you said, a very good, uh, good pickup for the Minnesota Vikings at a very low cost Detroit. 
really continues their struggles. Poor Dan Campbell. I can't imagine he's around much longer. Uh, you know, but TJ did have this to say about coming to the Minnesota Vikings in our first. They said it. He said, I'm just excited to have a piece in this puzzle. A lot of good guys around here. This facility is beautiful. So I'm just excited to be here, man. There's nowhere I'd rather be. I mean, he just look at that beautiful specimen of a man behind Thor there. I mean, he just is going to fit in so well. He's making his debut Sunday against the Washington Commanders at noon. Uh, how do you think uh, Kirk is going to be able to work with him? We obviously know Irv Smith Jr. Unfortunately, hurt. You know, a story tale as old you as time. Don't there. say. You don't say. Shocking. He's on the mend. Um, so you know, even bigger for Hawkinson to come into that. But uh, how do you think Kirk is going to be able to play with TJ? Very, very well. <laughs> Cousins. How, how quick though, him. Thor? How quick? Yes. Because uh, I, I feel like it will take a little bit of time. That it'll be felt immediately but the height of its impact i don't think will be felt right away and i don't even think that that's fair uh, agreed yeah i i think against the the commies this weekend you're gonna see partial snaps from hawkinson in the high leverage things in the red zone uh di different stuff like that where uh plays where they're going you know going to be looking for the inline tight end or they need him to to attract attention from you know the other side of the defense whatever but no i, I don't think you're going to see him on the field every snap this coming sunday no player can can learn a playbook in three days. TJ Hawkins has already had to learn three different ones with the Lions because they had three different offensive coordinators. <laughs> he, he can pick up the playbook, but it would be a lot to ask him to pick it up to the degree that he could run everything perfect, 100% of the snaps. So I think we'll see partial snaps this weekend. And then after that, I think he's going to be a full go. Allow yourself to go inside the mind of TJ Hawkins. And I'm sure he grew an affinity to Detroit in the greater Detroit area. But imagine going from a team that I believe is one and six to a team that is six and one. I mean, it, it literally is night and day. He just went from football purgatory to a team and a, a franchise that largely competes for the playoffs year in and year out. And this year has a great shot to be a very high seed in the NFC. He's talked about it as Jesse talked about in They Said It, which I'm going to hit because I have the button. I have I have another one too. Oh, you do? Well, do yeah. you do, do you want me to hit your actual open for it? Are you ready for it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, here we go. If I can find it. I love how I said I was ready and then I'm not. <laughs> here we go. They said it. Kind of going off the tangent of Kirk Cousins and how he is going to fit in TJ Hawkinson. He actually asked the team to do a cut up of some film so he could see what TJ is capable of and some of his best plays. And of that, Kirk said, I think it helps to watch a player at their best because you say, OK, this is what they're capable of. If they're not doing that, then it's somebody else's fault. So I want to see them at their absolute best. What's their ceiling? And then it's my job to access that ceiling as much as possible. But you also don't want to ask too much of someone. So you want to understand, hey, maybe that's not their game. That's not their skill set. That's not their natural wiring. So let's not ask that of them. So really, I mean, I think Kirk is just as excited, right? I can just picture a bigger chain on Kirk if he's able to connect with TJ Hawkinson right off the bat against the commanders this coming Sunday. But uh very exciting for Kirk Cousins to have just another offensive weapon to to utilize now moving forward down this second half of the season. And just so needed, right? I mean, this was the hole on the team. I had mentioned the, the cornerback thing, but who are, you're not going to displace Patrick Peterson. You're probably not going to displace uh, Dantzler. The only one you could have thought about potentially where it wouldn't have ruffled any feathers, maybe the 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 slot thing. 
But on offense, the very clear need wasn't a true inline tight end. The Vikings haven't had any productivity from their tight ends uh, this year. Irv Smith, as I've, I've said this entire time, is not a true inline tight end. And he's not a particularly good player. I, I would like to wave goodbye to Irv. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna see him again. He's no longer needed. Uh, Hawkinson is gonna pick everything up, you know, in, in terms of both the running game and the passing game, and it adds a different element to this offense. Uh, having an upper tier tight end like that, again, who is never going to to get the the defensive resources when he's out there, he, he's always going to be an advantageous situation because of the guys that he's playing with. And he's playing with a quarterback that loves looking for the tight end. It's a match made in heaven, and I also think he's going to greatly improve uh, the running game. Hawkinson to this point has been like an average blocking inline uh, tight end. Like the, the year before, he was pretty good. This year, uh, you know, according to the PFF grades, it, it's dropped off a little bit. Hawkinson is the best blocking tight end I have ever evaluated doing the NFL draft work. He wiped people out at Iowa. In fact, when he came out into the draft, of course, he was a top 10 overall pick in, in 2019. There was as many highlight reels put out on Twitter of him blocking as there were of him receiving. And he's a stud receiver who is an awesome athlete in that enormous package. But he is a wipe you out blocker. There was plays where he took three defenders out. Of a Thor, play. Thor is... is- often the case in the world that we live in when I saw the trade first come across it looked like the Vikings gave up a slew of draft picks well that ended up not being the case are you surprised that the deal I think the deal is very fair for both teams are you surprised that what the Vikings ended up giving up was enough to get TJ Hawkinson because newsflash it was that's why they got him but then they traded him within the division so the offers for him had to be fairly low if that's the best that they could get and move him within the division. I was surprised by that. Happy to have him, but surprised by what it took to get him. I, I Yeah, I was surprised that they didn't have to give up more. I, I mean, a, absolutely. When you, you know, it was uh, Hawkinson and a fourth and then a conditional fourth, which is actually going to be a fifth, I believe, with the language of it, because it only goes to a fourth, I believe, that second one if the Vikings don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, so it's really it's Hawkinson, a fourth this coming year, a fifth the, the year after that. And then the Vikings gave up their second rounder uh, this coming year and the, the third rounder the year after that. But um, to your point, Ross, uh, you know, you consider the, the draft pick value. The Vikings uh, certainly are going to be picking at the end of the second round this coming, you know, th- this season, whatever. The fourth round pick they're going to get back, it's going to be one of the first picks on day three. There's not an enormous, enormous gap but between the two, just in terms of the slot. And and I, I looked at the Rich Hill uh, trade chart. Uh, people talk a lot about the Jimmy Johnson one. A lot of NFL teams have gone away from that one because it's sort of an antiquated uh, way of looking at the draft pick value. The Rich Hill one is is used more now. It's considered more accurate as far as that goes. If you deduct the points of the picks that the Lions uh, gave to the, the you know, fr- from what the Vikings gave up, the Vikings essentially gave up. If, if the thing goes, if it was the fourth round pick, if let's say the Vikings somehow did not make the playoffs, so, so then it became the fourth pick. They would the Vikings would have given up the equivalent of the number 69 pick in this coming draft to get Hawkinson. That's it. Um, you know, assuming that it drops down to a fifth, it's going to become just slightly higher in the third round, uh, you know, mid mid 60s or whatever. And yeah, that that's a steal. But but to your point about like other teams not offering, it's interesting, right? Because it's it's a position where you only start one guy and you look around the NFL at the rest of the contenders. How many of them had a hole? as big at inline tight end as the Minnesota Vikings. It, it was the perfect marriage 
And we just got to be grateful that the Lions were willing to trade a guy like that in the division. I wouldn't want to face him twice a year if I was that team. I'm sorry, but I do have to do this immature Ross alert. The 69th overall pick is a very nice pick. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I like put, you. We'll put a wrap on, on the TJ talk with one final question. Oh, I like that TJ talk. The TJ talk. You got the JJ, you got a KJ, and I got a TJ. The Vikes are rolling. Um, the, you know, is this it? Is this the piece that you need? I know, Thor, you have 100% been saying this team is probably going to go make a run of the Super Bowl. We've been talking about it more and more. They're 6-1. and one. Is this the missing piece that you are now confident to say, hey, yep, this is a Super Bowl team? Well, I'll say that you, you, you guys know how bullish I was in the preseason. Right. And, and 12 and five. And, and, and so far it was, it was going real well. There's six and one, whatnot. But, you know, you go to bed three days ago or whatever, two days ago, I guess three days ago. I was going to say, were you able to sleep? I feel like you're the giddy kid that was uh, like, oh my gosh, this it is was, so real. Uh, Tuesday, I was walking on clouds, man. Thor was like every kid after getting into the Halloween candy on <laughs> Halloween night. I, just feel like, I, I, feel, I feel like my skin is glowing. Like the, the last two days, I've just been jacked up. But like, you know, b- before that, the, the night before, in my true heart of heart of hearts, I, I don't think I could have said I think the Vikings are like a legitimate, legitimate contender to, to win the Super Bowl on Monday. They are now. They absolutely are. That's a team that nobody is going to want to play in the playoffs, including the Eagles. None of them are going to want to face the Vikings now. You've already seen them go through a, a, an extremely hard stretch of their schedule, the hardest stretch of it, at the beginning, and go 6-1 and one while they were learning these two extremely disparate schemes from what they were doing before. They, they just sort of cobbled it together and went 6-1. and one. And now they got Hawkinson. Now on defense, they, they're starting to figure out the 3-4 thing. That defense has gotten better and better and better. We haven't even been able to complain about Ed Donatel. The last two or three weeks. And it is going to keep getting better. And now the offense, now you have that chess piece for both the run and the pass game where you're going to be able to take it, uh, you know, advantage of the mismatches you get in coverage in the passing game. And and he's going to help out Delvin Cook a lot too, as well as a blocker. This team is a legitimate Super Bowl contender now. Absolutely. Yeah. If the Vikings are to go on this year and win one before we die, I don't know if we'll look back and say, oh, the reason why they did this was because of the trade deadline day trade to get TJ Hawkinson. But it's a no brainer. I mean, how could it not help? Especially when you talk about the assets that you got in return to help offset the assets that you gave up. Look, a cardboard cutout would have helped this team at tight end. They went out and actually got one of the better tight ends in the National Football League. It can't hurt. The only way it hurts is if he shows up and gets injured in warmups and never plays say, for the Vikings. Don't and I, okay. I don't put it out there. I'm right. sorry I had to put it out there. I'm sorry. I hope that doesn't happen, but it's just it's a no brainer. It's exciting. Right. Vikings Nation should be excited. Feel the purple. Vikings we Nation. However, you know what? If if they win the Super Bowl, and I don't want anybody coming at me in the comments, do we have to stop doing the show? No, we'll just call it like before we die again. <laughs> One more. Or win, oh, no, win a we, second we call, before we, we die. After death. 
After death, yeah, there uh, we maybe go. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just throwing we'll, we'll, that we'll throwing that out there. Win a second before we die. I like that. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah. Exactly. So welcome, TJ. Let's look ahead to Sunday, you guys. Kirk Cousins heading back to Washington as a visiting quarterback for the first time, a place that he is very, very familiar with. All the feels. Is Kirk going to have a heck of a game now because, you know, he's got, you don't want to call it a revenge game, right? I mean, it's just been a minute since he's been there. But uh, do you think Kirk is going to show out, especially in uh, Washington? I'm sure it'll be a nice welcome back, but maybe he'll uh, welcome them back with a big L as well. Video well, I, tribute I, for Kirk Cousins? Video tribute for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and I I, I hope we get a, a big you like that after that game. <laughs> is what I want. I want him to grab the mic and it's over the stadium. He just yells, you like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it, Whether he has an awesome game or not, I don't think it's dependent on him. I think it's dependent on the Vikings offensive line. The one thing that you're concerned about with Washington is their defensive front generates heat. Um, and so can they get the, the pressure into Cousins' face? Uh, Cousins, has, we've talked about this in past episodes. Cousins has been awesome from clean pockets this year. He has struggled when under pressure. And then it becomes this sort of thought experiment on the Washington defensive coaching side. And I'm sure they've gone through this all week. We can get, we can, we can improve our odds of getting that pressure onto Cousins by sending more blitzers, right? Mm-hmm. But you do that, you can't do the double team thing on Jefferson. So you're going to have to leave them single covered, you know, if, if you want to do it that way. Or can Washington derive pressure without blitzing? They, they have the very good, uh, very skilled edge rushers and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know. With, with the Vikings having gotten the better offensive line, I think Washington may have to, to send the blitzers. But again, that leaves you susceptible on the back end. But it's all going to come down to the Vikings offensive line ability to handle Washington's pressure. If they can do that, Cousins is going to carve them up because mm-hmm. Washington's secondary stinks. Minnesota's receivers will eat them alive if Cousins has enough time. I tend to be a lot less hard on college football teams and NFL teams and the Minnesota Vikings in general when they play on the road. Historically, going to, I believe we called FedEx Field now, unless that changed, that's not the world's easiest place to play. I know they're not getting 90,000-plus people there every game anymore, but that historically is not a super hard play or easy place to play. This, to me, for as hard as I've been on the Vikings for not putting away teams, I don't really believe it's a trap game because Washington's record overall is is pretty good, and they're now in the mix for a playoff spot in the NFC. This, to me, is just a game, find a way to win it and get out of there with the win and start turning your attention to Buffalo. I, I think this this will be a game, I believe it will be fairly close, but I would be pleasantly surprised if the Vikings can can win comfortably. But for me... I really don't want to lose this game. I think this is a really big and important victory to get, especially against a team in the NFC, even when it comes to common opponents. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. I mean, Washington riding on a three-game win streak themselves to get back to 504-4. and and Heineke, Uh, baby. Behind behind Taylor Heineke, you guys. Uh, You know, we had talked about Kirk struggling in the pocket. Heineke's willing to stand in the pocket. Kevin O'Connell had said that. He's scrappy. He's tough. Uh, faces the rush and keep his eyes downfield and find the open man. I mean, Taylor Heineke, who saw that coming? Who has seen that coming at all? I don't know if I saw Taylor Heineke coming, but I definitely did see the child making an appearance in the podcast coming because that's that's a staple. It's a new one, too. It's one that hasn't made an appearance before, and I, yeah. Honestly, I'd love to get Thor's take on this. I'm actually really happy for Taylor Heineke because I think every time he's had a chance to play, for the Washington football team or whatever they were called before, or now the commies, 
He's played pretty well. He's played pretty well every time he's gotten an opportunity. I was surprised that they thought Carson Wentz was that much better than Taylor Heineke, especially after what we saw from Taylor Heineke in the playoffs. So, look, I want Taylor Heineke to play wellish on Sunday, but I don't want him to play so well that the Vikings lose. Yeah, and and I think the the Wentz thing it was they were they were just hoping and praying on ceiling there because it's like oh if you know if, if Wentz becomes really good again then maybe our ceiling is a team that can advance in the playoffs. I I like Heineke fine. He's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league when when that's what he is. But you know, and, and he doesn't embarrass himself when he's on the field. He gives you a shot to win, and in short term, he might be better than Carson Wentz. But um, you know, right now Heineke is. 41st in PFF passing grade. He's 32nd in adjusted completion rate. So there's just the physical limitations on him a little bit. But the the thing that concerns you here is the Vikings defense, I believe, is dead last in the nation in DVOA against short passes. And Heineke doesn't have the howitzer arm. So he's looking in the short and intermediate area, developed a very good uh, rapport with, with Scary Terry McLaurin. And, you know, scary who, who, Terry. <laughs> scary Terry earlier this year wasn't doing so good. But but now Heineke's in. Now all of a sudden, scary Terry back to being scary. Well, against the Vikings cornerbacks, that's the, the thing that concerns you. It's like the shifty guys where it's really hard to stay with them. Can the so shell like, move in five yards this week? Maybe. <laughs> we, I mean, we might have to, right? Like, because, yeah, I, I, I don't expect uh, Heineke to beat them down the field. But that that would be the, the one concern there is him just nicking you with paper cuts. And then, you know, guys like Scary Terry then doing the the yak thing afterwards and, and just sort of advance it down that way and they can control the ball in, in 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 that way. But like, you know, for the first time all season, I'm no longer concerned about the Vikings run defense. I mean, they, they, they have they have patched things up and stuff. And I, I know there's some injury concerns up front, but like, you know, especially against this Washington team that has you know, they, they platoon the the rookie. He, all he is is a short yardage grinder. Brian Robinson, I I. I like him fine, but he, he's not a dynamic back. He's just like a hammer in between the tackles. And then Gibson, who they had already soured on, not concerned about that. It's the short passing game of Washington that's that's going to concern us. Thor, do you yeah. know what do you know what Robinson is? And Jesse, this applies to you too because I'm going to steal your bit. You know what Robinson is? Oh. He he's a touchdown poacher in fantasy football. Is what he <laughs> is. Obligatory fantasy football mention. Th- that was Ross throwing the alley oop to himself off the the back. It really was. Yeah, it really oh, was. Man. You're on dunk. Yeah. Beautiful. You know what I'm not worried about for the Minnesota Vikings though this week? Zadarius Smith, a uh, and your NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Monster. Love to see it. He uh, we talked about him a little bit in Monday's episode, but obviously Smith exceptional in sacks the past two weeks in particular. Uh, two in Miami, three uh, sacks over Arizona. I mean. Is this another week that Smith is going to come out, get the tackles, and uh, help this defense to a victory? Need to, right? Yeah, I mean, you need you need to ramp up the heat on Heineke um, to, to be able to uh, put a kink into the thing I was just talking about. You can't have him comfortable back there. You got to mess up his timing. And th- that was the best thing that the Vikings defense did against Kyler Murray. You know, it was, it was both the sacks, but like we were talking about last episode, they, they were getting there so quick that, that even when Murray wasn't sacked, he had to step up into the pocket or change his route or change his plan mm-hmm. in the moment and then get the ball off either too soon or too late with the timing of the play. Absolutely is needed in, in, in this one. And Zedarius Smith, who I believe leads the NFL in both sacks and tackles for loss, um, we need him to step up again here. 
Yes, let's dive into, speaking of stepping up, I know you guys need to step up in oh Thor's Hammers. Because oh, boy. Do we have the graphic to say who's winning in, in the graphic? Uh, for some reason, we don't have the graphic. I wonder Shame why that is. But about. you know what we do have, though? We have this soon-to-be award-winning open. Thor's Hammers. I love it. Okay. Well, actually, Jesse, actually, Jesse Thor, just for you, because I move studios, I have something else I can give you today oh. for... Thor's Please. hammers, I believe. Let's see it. Is that my own kids in the background? Because literally, <laughs> they were just doing that. Oh uh, like, no, oh that's we have a hammer graphic going. Well, on. I'm sorry about that, Jesse. I did somebody in the YouTube comments who had said it certainly has to be Thor's. Do you hear that? Do I hear, hear it that? now. I hear it's it now. Of the bit. Oh wait, uh, it has to be the, Thor's hammers. Point. And not Thor's hammer, because then it means something completely. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh. Uh, let's just get. Let's just throw them out there, Thor. Let's get to them. All right, let's let, let's get to it. I, I'm I've moved within one game of Jesse in the standings, so so don't look into your rearview mirror because objects are closer than they appear, Jesse. Not and this is the week we're getting back. Um, we start as we always do with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins' passing yards in this game has been set at two hundred sixty-five and a half. We will begin with the le our leaderboard winner so far, Jesse. Do you like the over or under on Cousins 265 and a half? Under. You're going to go under. Okay, why? I don't know. My gut says under. <laughs> Your gut says under. Okay, Ross? <laughs> yeah. Everything I do is wrong. I'm going to pull the George Costanza. I wanted to say under, but since everything I do is wrong, I'm going to go with over. I'll take oh, the wow. over. Okay. okay. You're gonna go. I'm over. I'm buried in last place, by the way. I'm not even close, so I'm no, doing the opposite this time. This is true. We're going over. This this one's a tough one for me because again, I, I think it all comes back to the Vikings offensive line. I don't think it has anything to do with cousins or, or the receivers. Um uh, and it's so close. I, I think he averages in the mid 250s for the season. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shade under on it. Um, we go Delvin Cook, 79 and a half rushing yards. Jesse over or under? You're going to have to say that one more time because I have one, two, three children in here right now for some reason. Please repeat. D Delvin Cook over or under 79 and a half? Over. Okay. Let's get cooking, baby. Yeah, this one I actually believe in. This is the easiest over of all time. You're going over? I'm going well. over, yep. Okay. Um, I'll join you guys. The, the The Washington defensive front does concern me, but Delvin has played so well in recent weeks, and the run blocking for the Vikings has been awesome. So you just got to kind of trust that. Plus, if you think the Vikings are going to be ahead and win the game, you're going to need Delvin to run more in the second half. Um, the The last player prop we're going to do today, I, I wanted to get one for the opponent. We mentioned him before, Scary Terry McLaurin. He is set at 63 and a half receiving yards. Jesse, over or under? Under. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with over. You can't call a guy scary Terry and then he gets less than 63 <laughs> receiving that's just yards. Why. I want the, I want so. the under. He, he ain't scaring me, man. He ain't wow. Me I'm going over. He scares me a little bit, uh, to be honest with this matchup. So I, I'm going to go over. And also I think Washington might be having to pass like, you know, more than, or maybe, maybe as often as usual, but down in the fourth quarter. Um, last two are the game ones. So I'll, I'll go one at a time this time. Vikings are minus three and a half. Some books have it at three, but most of the books have it at Vikings th minus three and a half. Jesse, do you like the Vikings or are you taking the points with the commies? I like the Vikings. Like I said, I, I yeah, 
Yep. Okay. Thor, you're they're, they're going to win a game comfortably at some point. I say, why not? I'll take the under. No, I'm just joking. No, the over. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take the Vikings to cover. Yep. Okay. I, I was on a... Um... I was on a, a commander show or whatever earlier today Commies. and they asked me for, for my final prediction. And I said, Vikings 24 to 20. So I guess I am taking the Vikings to cover by half a point. So I will agree with you guys on that. I think I just gave a spoiler alert on my last answer, but the last one is the over under for this game is set at 43 and a half points. Jesse over or under 43 and a half over. Okay. I'll take the over as well because I think the Vikings will score 27 or more points. Nice. Okay. And, so and I'm going over, over on that one by a half a point. You guys I, are all just copying me. That's why you had me go first. You're like, I'll oh, yeah, it. no, that's I made up two good. games on you in the standings the last two weeks. It, it doesn't but do I, me I'm any It doesn't do me any good to steal your answers. I should actually already be doing the opposite of you because really I'm so be. far behind. I'm just, yeah, that's very true. Although this just maintains my lead. So that's fine with me if you guys want to do that, whatever. You want to do some comments from YouTube? Should we hit those up? Yeah, let's do it. Comments from YouTube. All right, first let me do my job and get rid of this banner. We'll add this one. All right, I pulled a few for you. Some funny, some in uh, good nature, good football nature. Mitchell Harrington says, This team cannot compete against elite teams in the league, meaning we are not playing at a championship level. I don't see this team improving to the point of putting opponents away. There's a few questions in there, but we've talked about this seemingly every podcast. At six and one, is this team playing at a championship level? I mean, I'll start. I think, and this is going to probably sound a little crazy to some of you because you know me. I have been very honest about yeah, <laughs> very much a Packers fan, uh, just on the fence as to what this team actually is at six and one, even right. Each win, it just hasn't really convinced me. However, Quasi convinced me by going out and getting TJ Hawkinson. I think that move alone in my mind just kind of teeters me over to saying, okay, this maybe is the real deal. This maybe is the team. Obviously he believes in it. Of course, Quasi probably has believed in it all along, but I mean, just to go out and get such a big piece like that and say, this is what we need. As I've said, that just, that speaks volume. So I think now maybe, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Let's do this. I'm going to end up hurt at the end of all this, but it's fine. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in. It's okay. Jesse, the pain lets you know you're, <laughs> Still alive. alive. <laughs> the championship game is not played in September. It's not played in October. In those two months, the Vikings went six and one when they were doing the the dramatic uh, scheme shifts on both sides of the ball, and now they just dramatically improved their their roster. Championship games in a couple months, and the arrows for the Vikings are pointing upwards and towards that. Do not be concerned, my children. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, if you're my dad, so much has gone wrong with my life. <laughs> uh, this from I Want to Talk Samson says. I want to talk to Samson. Have you never seen I want to talk to Samson. I want to talk to Samson. Samson to the moon. I wish I knew what that was. I'm not cool. Half-baked. Anyway. Oh, really? How could I have missed that? Wow. I think we got a pretty good idea how I could have missed that. <laughs> it was on during Dateline. Uh, last Sunday was only a one-possession game. Simply because Greg Noleg can't make a clutch extra point or field goal. Shots fired. Uh, So the special teams whisperer has uh, thought about this. Mm -hmm. The special teams whisperer is willing to give Greg Joseph one more chance 
at FedEx Field because we all know it's not a great place to kick. He can earn my respect back if he makes every kick on Sunday. If he misses one kick, it's time to go dumpster diving and see what's on the scrap heap. That's my thoughts. Yours? Agreed. I think that's ag- completely agreed. Gauntlet has been thrown. Let's see what he can do with it. He is on some thin ice, and the next big missed kick. Uh, if he doesn't get, if he doesn't gain some equity in the meantime, yeah, it's it, it's time to make a move. He's on some thin ice, and it's already been ice out in the Twin Cities. <laughs> SK right. says, "I'm with Jess. I'll call you Jess now." Wow. On the gravy you know, more take. people call me Jess than Jesse. Fun fact, but anyway, that stuff sucks on everything. Well, yeah. Jesse, you're not allowed to talk here. I'm actually just going to mute you. Uh, yeah. Thor, SK, and Jesse are a hundred percent wrong here. This is just not even, not even close. I I think SK, if I could ban you from the YouTube feed, I would. Yeah, Jesse Jesse has the worst food takes I've ever heard. Not She's true. a great host. She's great to work with. <laughs> The food takes, they're never going to come around. And that's fine. That's one thing I want to say to people. Everyone has a debilitating weakness. You can't yeah. judge Jesse just because she has the worst food takes you've ever heard. You have to accept her and, you, you, you know, and, and everything like that. We're one community, but I don't have the worst food takes. So that's that's the problem yeah. that here. I think you're, I'm just, gonna, you're not understanding what taste is. I'm going to close with this. Thor Christopher Morrison on our side. He says, nerds, WTF. Yeah. Peanut butter cups and Snickers. Oh, Trash. Trash. You guys. No. That's not. <laughs> Nerds are delightful. They're crunchy. No. They're flavorful. Peanut butter cups. Nerds. I have no problem with nerds. I don't even love a peanut butter cup, but I would never go as far as to say they're abhorrent and beneath you like yeah. you did. No. They're for the peasants. So you guys enjoy your. They're, they're sure not. And <laughs> the thing is, you, you attributed a weakness to the Reese's peanut butter cups that could, it's the same for every food. Because you were like, oh, when they're dried out and desiccated. Yeah, every food is like that. When it gets like that, it stinks. If Reese's peanut butter. I just don't like them. I'm not. I just don't. They're just not good. If Reese's peanut butter cups. Let's play a fun one here. Any any sport, any athlete. If Reese's peanut butter cups were an athlete, who would they be? The Arizona Coyotes. My hockey people will understand that one. Well, You're speaking Latin. I know, right? I, I don't know what that beats. Maybe they'll be the New York Jets. I'll pick that. I'll go. Or no, you know what? I'm going to come for Russ. I'm going to go for Russ. You know, we, we'd love to say that Jesse's a Packers fan, but only a true Minnesotan can say, oh, no, like Jesse just oh, no. did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, should, okay. Let uh, me squeeze right by you. Well, let's do these and get out of here. Time now for the Before We Die crew to give us their Before We Dies. <laughs> Thor, you kick it off this week. Okay. Uh, Before we die, TJ Hawkinson is going to be an all-pro tight end for the Vikings. And he will slip a Super Bowl ring on his finger from the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. So had me at the first one, but now... That's actually pulling it. That just landed. That took like three split seconds to land. I, I like that Thor. So earlier this year, you know, I'm really bad at Thor's hammers, but I've been really good at making random predictions. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it will be this weekend, but it will happen this year. The Minnesota Vikings will score a touchdown from an offensive lineman, and I'm not even going to oh, wow. go with oh they recovered a fumble in the end zone. 
This innovative offense is going to scheme up a play where an offensive lineman checks in or lines up as a tight end, and we get a fat man touchdown. Can we get the annexation of Puerto Rico? The annexation of Puerto Rico. (laughs) What I really want to see is what the Gopher football team did in a spring game a few years ago. I want to see the Ravens turn around and hand the ball off to Daniel Falele and that 420-pound body scores a rushing touchdown. That's. Did did you see when when Falele scored the touchdown for the Gophers at the end of last year? What, What they called it? Actually, I should have seen that because I was uh, obviously go for football guy. No, what did they call it? They called it the thick six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm I've already had my one dirty comment or two for the pod. I'm just <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. Jesse, take us home. Uh, Justin, before we die, Justin Jefferson will pass Stefan Diggs uh, in receiving yards. He's going to be better. I know that discussion nice. has been going around, especially as the Buffalo Bills get set to face the Vikings next week. So JJ is coming for Diggs. He's going to pass him. It's going to be a beautiful thing for Minnesota Vikings. Fans. Already has, in my opinion, but I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's Purple Dailies. Before we die on Score North, I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Thor Nystrom. He's Ross Brundle. Check us out every Monday and Thursday. Talking Vikings, talking food takes. I'll give you my recipes, guys. They're really good, too. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, we sprinkle in a little bit of fun. Leave your comments. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're enjoying ourselves. Don't forget to come check us and the rest of the Purple Daily crew yeah. uh, out on Sunday. Location is no longer at Surly. It is now at Rounders. Is it Rounders or First First Rounders? round first at Mall round. of America. Round, rounders at Mike, on so first, first round on Judd checked it out and said the place is awesome. He actually went out there and says it's a great place. So really looking forward to seeing everybody. I won't be there, but I know we'll have a great turnout because we've had a couple of great turnouts for these at Surly. And this will be no different because it's inside in a controlled environment with TVs galore, and and day, and day drinking Thor, I mean, and Thor and, and Jesse. Yep, Jesse. Yep. Uh, yep, pest combination, baby. All right, you guys, we're gonna get out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day and week. Go Vikes! School Vikings and TJ Hawkinson, baby. Let's go, Hannah Pan. <laughs>